we're going to talk about something very, very important tonight. To be honest with you, it's of utmost importance in your life. We're going to talk about your confession, the power of your confession. There's a lot of power in the words that you speak. Because in reality, you decide your destiny. You decide how much you know God. You decide what you do here. You decide everything. Now, the path is already laid out. How much of it you walk out is up to you. And so the battlefield of your mind predominantly is to see who is going to control your tongue. Is what you see and perceive with your senses going to be what causes you to speak and, and how you speak and what you speak? Or is the Word of God in your heart that is being revealed by the Holy Spirit going to be what directs your speech? Are you going to say what God said? Or are you going to say what you feel, what you've heard, maybe what you see? It'll be the difference between life and death. It'll be the difference between blessing and cursing. Here's the good news. We decide. That's good news. You know you could be having the worst day that you've ever had in your life and in a moment of time, change it. You could just change it. And how you change it, you want to change how you feel? Change what you're saying. Because when you speak life, it brings life. Amen? I want you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 39. Psalms, the book of Psalms, chapter 39. We're going to look at verse 1. Satan is exposed. The Word of God exposes him. Remember Jesus, he, was, he came, the Bible says, to show the world the Father, and he totally exposed who Satan was. He says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly, right? So in Psalm 39, 1, it says this, I said, I will take heed to my ways. In other words, I'm going to watch the way I'm walking. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to pay attention to my course of action. Why? That I sin not with my tongue. Wow. See, we get so caught up in I got to do the right thing. And if you get caught up in that, man, Satan will trip you up. Because what you do is a byproduct of what you say. Okay? So keep that thought. I said I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. He says this. I, notice you're the only one that could do this. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. Do you know in your life, Ephesians really lays it out, there's this satanic hierarchy, right? Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, there's demons, right? All this stuff. And right here, this Psalm of David is saying, I'm going to take heed 
I'm going to pay attention to the way I'm walking, to my course of action. I have to pay attention so that I sin not with my tongue. See, here's the thing. Most of the time, we're speaking things contrary to the Word of God, and we don't realize it. If you're just going through life, if you're just soaring through life, and in 2019, with technology and with society, everything is moving fast. And if you don't live your life, you controlling the speed of your life, you won't be taking heed. And what will happen is you're going to be speaking, you're going to be missing the mark with what you're saying. This psalm is telling us, I'm going to bridle my tongue when I'm in the presence of my enemies, of these wicked. See, this satanic hierarchy, they are, it's, they're watching your mouth because your mouth is what either gives them access or denies them access into your life. Could it be that simple? It absolutely is. So now let's jump over. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. Look at what it says here. Talking about how important it is to watch our words. If you ever are in a restaurant, just listen to the conversation of people. Everybody's Everybody's talking about what everybody else should do, talking about what, you know, so-and-so and and this person's doing that, gossiping, judging. It's just death, 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 death. If we can see it on a worldwide, worldwide scenario, it would be amazing. You have to pay attention in order to speak right, right? Look at this. Proverbs 6, 2 says this. Thou art snared... Wow. How? With the words of your mouth. You're taken with the words of your mouth. So let's look at this. You're snared. This this literally means, the first part of this word is you're lured. Wait a minute, what? Pastor, are you saying that I lure myself into a trap? Yes. If you don't take heed to your ways and you start speaking what you feel, what you see, you actually are luring yourself into a trap. This word means to be lured, to be enticed, and to be trapped. You're lured, you're enticed, and you're trapped. How? With the words of your mouth. You're taken. That means you're, in the Hebrew language, this word means you're captured with the words of your mouth. Wow. Isn't that amazing? So, now, when I, when I read that scripture, I get really happy because I think, So I don't ever have to be lured, enticed, or captured. I don't ever have to be. It could keep me out of every snare 
that the enemy would ever bring me. Isn't that amazing? So let's look at this. Let's keep going. Now, you all know this scripture. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 18. You're in Proverbs here. I bet you can guess what verse I'm going to. Verse 21. We better start out with verse 20 because we want to see the other end of this too. In, in, in Proverbs 18, 20, it says, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Your lips are to always be speaking increase. Right? And everybody said, oh me. Right? Which means that I can't ever be talking about what someone else should do. Because if I do that, it's going to lure me. Because see, there's this other principle in the Word of God that you see Old Testament and New Testament. New Testament, judge not that you, that you may not be judged, right? Or that you be not judged. And then you see this same principle in the New Testament which says, if I judge, I'm going to be judged. And actually, I'll be judged with the same measure of judgment that I'm judging another person. Moses got fed up. Then we see this principle in the Old Testament. Moses finally got fed up with these people that just continually were just berated him. And, and they continually, just over and over, they're coming to him. Hey, why did you bring us out here to die? It would be better if we were just in the wilderness. They, they would just depart from the living God. Finally, God tells him to speak to a rock. He gets upset and hits it, and he speaks just like the people. These idiots. I'm sick and tired of these idiots. And guess what? Moses didn't get to go into the promised land, and neither did the idiots. Right? He was, he was judged with the same judgment. So this is why words are so bad. Whoa. Husbands, don't be telling your wife what she needs to do. Because you're judging yourself on what you need to be doing. Don't worry about what that boss at work is doing. Don't, if you're working for a company, don't speak death over it. Now that's going to be a challenge. I mean, how many of you have spoke death over, well, I'm not asking you to raise your hand. How, how many of you, let me, let me word this a little better. How many of you have heard someone else in the company that you work for speak bad about it? So everybody's going, okay, I know the answer. Let me just go get in my own business. Do you know how many people speak bad over their own business? Do you know how many pastors speak death over their own church? It's like, these people never read the Bible. Oh my gosh. If you believe that you'll have what you say, now you're an idiot. Right? So we got to be careful because you're snared. It says here in verse 21, it says, Death and life 
are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Okay? So, this word power is real interesting. It means means strength. This Hebrew word means strength. And it means direction. So you've heard me say this, that, that your tongue is your steering wheel. But let's talk about the major the major definition of this Hebrew word. It means hand. Life and death is in the hand of the tongue. What? Yeah, your tongue is a hand. Your tongue either is going to hand you life or it's going to hand you death. We always look at it as Speaking death over others, oh, it's much more than that. Because here's why people speak death over others. or other. why, why do we not speak life? Because we're speaking death over ourselves. Do you know who hands you death? You do. I do. And we don't have to. Death and life are in the hand the direction, the power, the strength of the tongue. And they that eat it, love it, will eat the fruit thereof. Wow. How many of you want to hand yourself death? See, but people do it. Because why? Because I got to be careful what I'm thinking about. Right? I got to be careful what I'm hearing. Because what I'm hearing is what I'm going to believe. And whatever gets in abundance in my heart, my mouth is going to speak it. So if the word is in abundance, it's going to come out of my mouth. If the word is not in abundance, then guess what's going to happen? I'm going to be speaking out of, see this word Your heart, many times, it's either your center, talking about your spirit, or it's talking about the soulish realm. But here's the way it works. Your spirit, when it gets the word in abundance in it, it will supersede an unrenewed mind. It'll supersede everything, and it'll come out of your mouth. The word will just come out. You press me, I'm like a sponge that whatever's, whatever's dominant, you press it, it's gonna come out. I want the word coming out. Because see, whatever you're seeing is what you're going to say. And whatever you look at long enough, you'll start looking to, and it'll become your source. Do you see that? So here's, we as Christians, we're learning that life and death is in the hand of the tongue. Well, my hand is only, I'm not even going to let my tongue ever be a hand that even carries death. I'm not going to speak it, right? This is a word planet. The word of God is very clear. Everything we see, everything we see was made by things that we can't see. Well, what do you mean? Well, Jesus is the creator of everything. When you look up at the moon tonight, when you see stars, everything, this planet, everything was made by his words. 
This is a word planet. Words dominate it. Now your enemy is defeated. He's stripped. So what he does, though, is he will deceive you into thinking when there's pain in your body that, man, you got to just, okay, I was diagnosed with this, so i got to walk around saying my diabetes and my depression. and my, No, 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 no. He loves that. You ever notice on TV? It's always mine. Right? Go to a doctor. They will talk about what, what is yours. And we don't argue with them. We're thankful for doctors. Have so much respect for them. But we're going to believe God. We're going to thank them for the report that they're seeing in the natural. And then we're going to leave and we're not going to get in fear. And we're going to, you know what? Isaiah 53, 4 through 6 trumps cancer. It trumps everything, right? Galatians 3, 13 and 14 and verse 29, it trumps poverty and lack, sickness and disease. It trumps spiritual death. So I'm going to make sure that my hand is always giving me life. See, because you can't give someone else what you don't have. So if you're speaking death over yourself, you're going to be speaking death over everything. God says, you need to be walking around going, I can do all things through Christ. Doesn't matter I don't see a way. God, my God makes a way where there's no way. I'm going to be above only and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. I'll always be first and not the last. I don't have competitors. Right? God does not have to take from one to give to another. He could bless your competitors and bless you too. This is the way it works. So run over to Proverbs 21. I think it's about verse 23. Let's look at this one next. That just came up in my spirit. Proverbs 21, 23. Oh, that's good. Yep. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Wow. You want to keep... See, where do we have troubles? It's in our soul. Have you, ever, have you ever just had so much junk going around? The enemy's throwing thoughts. You're speaking death. And it's just overwhelming you where you're laying on a bed and you're like, what am I going to do? The Bible says, if you keep your, your mouth and your tongue you'll keep your soul from trouble. So you could be trouble-free. As a matter of fact, you decide if you're trouble-free or not. Now, the bummer about that is you can no longer, just based on a few scriptures here, you can no longer blame anybody else for any of your problems. And to that, you should all say, Pastor, thank you. Because, man, if you've been blaming anybody for your problems, it, do you notice how it just sucks the life out of you? When you blame somebody else, the reason why it sucks the life out of you is because you lose the ability to change. And all of a sudden, you start playing church. All of a sudden, this more, more perfect word of prophecy is not enough. i got to run from meeting to meeting to hopefully get a word to tell me what I'm supposed to do. And, and I'm going I'm to really 
get messed up there even if I get a great word from a great prophet. Because I'm not going to be, I'm going to mess it up because I'm not, I'm not full of the word. So I'll be confused. God will, you can go get a word from somebody and it might be for 20 years from now. Have you ever done that? Oh man, I've had God tell me something and I'm like, out, I'm out. Okay, I'm doing it. And you fall flat on your face and you're like, what is that? And the Lord's like, Tony, come on. Have you ever, have you, if you have little kids, you tell little kids one thing and you're trying to explain to them something, as soon as they hear the first four words, they're gone. You're like, whoa, wait, no, 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 no. No, let me tell you the rest of it. Because timing is everything, right? But if you keep your mouth and you keep your tongue, you'll keep your soul from trouble. So this word keep, it literally means whoever guards his tongue. I've got to guard my tongue. We all need to... Now let me tell you how to guard your tongue. This is not, this is not like a guard, like I'm going to stand there with a weapon. You better not touch my tongue. Right? No, no. No, we're talking about a guard. So like when you play football, you have a mouth guard. Right? You put it in your mouth so when you get, if a fist comes through something and you get hit by something, it's not going to knock your teeth out. It keeps your teeth in place. So we all need to have, and we have to choose to do this. Nobody else can do it for us. We have to choose to wear a tongue guard so that we don't speak out of this sin nature that's in our flesh or that we don't speak out of this unrenewed mind. We want to speak out of our spirit. Do you see that? So this is, this is so important. It literally means observe. Whosoever observes his mouth, again, why do we speak stupid things? Because we get moving too fast. Right? And then it's, have you ever tried to speak right? And you're trying to do it in your own strength. And by 9 o'clock, you have the sixth thing happen. It's like, I did okay with the first one. The second one kind of ticked me off, but I'm still okay. The third one... Man, I'm, okay. I'm getting a little weaker here. The fourth, because it's all happening in like 30 seconds. And by the sixth one, you're just like, okay, that's it. I just got to tell you how I feel. Danger. And then you just go right down that road. Why in the world everybody at my church is getting healed but me? I'm, I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick and tired of that pastor telling me that I'm healed. How, how silly is that? No, 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 no. Let's forget the I'm sick and tired, right? So see, this is the thing. We've got to guard our tongue. We've got to observe our tongue. We have to take charge and watch over our tongue. This is what this Hebrew word means. Why is that so important? So let's keep going. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12. These are great questions that you're asking tonight. So let's look at uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. It says, but I say unto you, these are, this is Jesus talking, that every idle word, this, is, this word idle means a useless word, an inactive word, that men shall speak, they shall give an account 
thereon in the day of judgment. For by your words you shall be justified, and by your words you shall be condemned. So let's break this down. It says here, Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account. This word account means they'll give a reason. You'll have to give a reason in the day of judgment. This word judgment in the Greek language means crisis. If you speak useless and inactive words, you're going to have to give a reason in the day of crisis. The day of crisis, you know, it, it's pretty much tomorrow it'll be Thursday. Tonight it's Wednesday, right? So it says here, so now it's going to explain why. Because by your words thou shalt be justified. That means by your words thou shalt be pardoned and set free. Or by your words, you'll be condemned, which means you'll be sentenced and taken into bondage. By your words. That's such good news. Because I thought other people's words can hurt me. But they can't. Unless you don't know this. See, we used to sing this little song as a kid, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Well, no, that's actually, names, words will kill you. But when you believe, when you realize, wow, I'm a child of God, and in righteousness I'll be established, Isaiah 54. Right? I'll be far from oppression because I'll never fear, nor from terror, it won't come near me. No weapon that's formed against me will prosper, and here it is, and every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I'll condemn it. Notice, I don't condemn the person. No, love the person. Because I'll guarantee you, that person, the only reason why they're spewing stuff is because of something that Satan's doing in their life. So I'm not going to ever, don't get surfacy with your battles. Satan loves that. He'll always want you to fight something that's not your enemy. He is always your enemy. Now, now, he works and uses people. He uses circumstances. He uses symptoms. He uses all kinds of things. But he's the enemy, so we speak to him. Jesus never dealt with symptoms. He always went right to the heart of the matter. Right? When he cursed that fig tree, the, figs did, the leaves didn't dry up, and then the branches dried up, and then the trunk dried up. No. It, it was dried up from the root. He always deals with the root issue. Always would do that. So this is a big one. So now, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We've been singing about it in worship. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. I love this. Because you are the righteous. So now, words, really, words coming from the outside are never to hurt you. And you can realize that if I've allowed that in my past, I can speak words of life and change all of it back. 
All of it. So let's go. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Hallelujah. It says this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now, the book of Romans defines what it means to be in Christ. And it defines it this way. If the Holy Spirit lives in you, then you're in Christ. How many people here tonight is, does the Holy Spirit live in your spirit? Okay? So, if, if the Holy Spirit lives in your spirit, then you're in Christ. It says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. This word new creature means a new species of being, one that's never existed before. It means an original form. There's only one of you. Wow. We're all the offspring of God. But because he's so vast, he has no children that are alike. Every one of us, that we're in a, you're, you're in original form. God made that form before he ever created the earth. And he longed for the day that you would show up. And once you showed up, that form, it'll never be used again. Okay, So you're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. What is that? Spiritual death. The sin nature is gone. Your spirit man has no sin nature. Completely gone. Old things are passed away. Behold. In other words, God is saying, I really want you to see this. All things are are become new. All things. New where? Did you change on the outside when you got saved? No. All things became new on the inside. You became a brand new spirit being. A one-of-a-kind spirit being made in the image and likeness of your Father. You were born again by the incorruptible seed of God's word. So now, let's look at verse 21. This is how it all happened. For he, talking about God the Father, made him, talking about Jesus, to be sin for us, who knew no sin. Jesus, who knew no sin, he literally bore all of your sin, my sin. He bore every person who's ever lived on this earth, who, has, who, will, who will ever live on this earth, whether they accept him, whether they don't, whether they hate him, whether they love him, he bore all the sins of the whole world, all men for all time. He did that, why? that we might be made. This word made means that we might come to be. It's an instant thing. The righteousness of God in him. So you and I are the righteousness of Almighty God. This is why you got to watch what you say. 
You're a speaking spirit. I'm telling you, tonight, you can change your whole life. It doesn't matter what it is. You, you have an addiction in your life? Speak to it. What do you speak? That I'm free from it. You need to lose weight? Speak to your metabolism. The Bible says if you can bridle your tongue, you could bridle your whole body. Does that mean you could tell a kidney to work correctly? Yeah. I didn't say that. God said that. Right? But you got to bridle your tongue. The Bible says things like, let the weak say they're strong. Let the poor say they're rich. Let the blind say that they can see. What do we walk around doing? If we're not careful, if we don't guard, we'll just start speaking what we're seeing, what we're feeling, all this stuff, and pretty soon, this is what'll happen. If this is the will of God for your life, if Satan can get you to speak death, speak things contrary to what God wants you to say, speak things that you're seeing in this natural realm, pretty soon, he'll remove you from everything that's life-giving. It's like just very gradually, he'll move away, he'll move you over here, then he'll move you over here, and eventually he'll get you over in a corner where now you're miserable, you're, you're outside of the plan of God for your life, and you literally are in the world, and here you are, a child of God, and you, you feel like you have no hope, I'm beaten down, there's no way out. I've seen people for, for 30, well, actually, gosh, 30 years, 30, almost 40 years, I gotta say this now, I gotta flip to 40, wow. For almost 40 years, I've seen it happen. Satan will get people to start speaking the wrong thing. It'll separate them, it could separate them from their family. It could separate them from the job they're supposed to be at, the career they're supposed to be in the church that they're supposed to be at. I mean, all kinds of things. And all of a sudden, it get, gets them in a place where they're just, they don't even realize they're speaking death. We have to be very careful. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, how did we become righteous? It wasn't because we were anything. We just simply believed what God said. I was made righteous through faith. Yes, God, I believe it. Jesus died on a cross for my sin. I was crucified with him, your word says. I was buried with him in baptism. I was raised to newness of life, and now I'm seated with him in heavenly places. I believe it. So, so now, I believe in my heart, Father, that you rose Jesus from the dead, and now with my mouth, I proclaim, you are Lord of all and you're my Lord. And here's Tony Finley, lost and dead in his trespasses and sins, in a moment of time is made the very righteousness of God in Christ. Now all things are possible. Wow. That's who we are. So let's go over to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, in verse 6, says this. Romans 10, 6. 
It says, but the righteousness which is of faith speaks this way. So I've been made righteous through faith. So now Romans chapter 10 is going to tell me exactly how I'm to talk. How does the righteousness which is of faith speak? Great question. First of all, it's going to spend about a verse and a half. The second half of verse 6, this, uh, verse 7, it's going to tell us how it doesn't speak. But then starting in verse 8, it says, But what saith it? What does the righteousness which is of faith say? This is what it says. You ready? This is real deep. The word is near you. Praise God. Nothing can separate you from the word. Because nothing can separate you from the love of God. You can't separate God from his word. The word is near me. So if I speak out of my spirit, which has been made righteous, I'm always going to say the word is near me. Where is it? Even in my mouth and in my heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. The word of God, I'm all, the righteousness which is of faith says this, God's word is near me, it's in my mouth, and it's in my heart. It's got to be in those two places. It won't come out of your mouth if it's not in abundance in your heart. Right? So how, how you do this is you meditate in the word day and night. You delight yourself in the Lord. You meditate in the word day and night. And the word goes to work. And what it does is it makes your life like a, be a tree planted by rivers of water. Right? It, it makes sure that your leaf will never wither. You don't do it. The word does it. You'll yield all your fruit in your season. And whatever you do, it'll be brought to maturity. Right? I'll meditate. Joshua 1.9. I meditate in the word day and night so that I could observe to do all that's written in it. Observe to do. I observe myself doing what is written in it. Do you know your path is here? It's, it's literally when the Holy Spirit opens the word of God to you, it'll show you. The word will become a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. It'll show you which way to go. Do you know? See, if, if your tongue... Jesus talked about how your tongue is a rudder. See, how you're going to go is by speaking. So you got to speak where you're going in order to get there. Father, I thank you that Faith Family Church will become everything. We will finish everything we're to do. In the midst, it doesn't matter. If I came here on a Sunday and every chair looked empty, wouldn't, wouldn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't change what God said to me. So I'm not going to be moved by that. I'm moved only by this. And because I'm only moved by this, all my provisions coming from within. I'm not looking for people or search situations or offerings, or big donors. I'm not looking for any of that. I'm trusting Him. Right? You, you're not trusting your job. You're not trusting your own ability. We put all of our trust in Him. 
And you have to do that because in this world, you will get to where you're not enough. Oh, you see people on the outside. They look so good. I mean, you drive around Omaha, man, there's some houses, there's some neighborhoods, there's a lot of money here. But be careful because you don't know the whole story. I mean, I learned that at a real young age. Man, you could look all nice on the outside and be up to here with suicide, depression, anxiety. A sickness can take you out. You could be a multimillionaire and one deal later you have nothing. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Or this could happen to you. You, could, you can literally live in what you think is a life full of blessing and then die in a very, I mean, 60, 70, 80, 90 years, short period of time, you die and don't know God, and now you will go to where you're identified. You have to, you, you'll be lost forever. Wow, no thanks, right? So this is huge. The word is nigh thee, even in my mouth and in my heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Verse 10, look at what it says. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You know that word salvation? You could read it like this. Confession is made unto healing. Because that word salvation means healing. Confession is made unto wholeness, unto peace, unto safety, unto prosperity. Uh, the word means everything. Your mouth brings you into it. So we've got to be careful what we speak. It goes down. Look at what it says here. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Then it talks about in verse 12, there's no difference between the Jew or the Greek, right? The Greek would be everybody else who's not Jewish. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Notice you have to call. Your mouth is what brings your inheritance. So now it says here, verse, what is that? Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But then it goes for how then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? You can't call if you don't believe. Right? But how can you believe in whom you've not heard? So you can't believe if you're not hearing something. And how can they hear without a preacher? That's a proclaimer. So somebody has to proclaim. Now here's the beautiful thing. And how can they preach? Boy, I wish we should teach that last part of that verse in seminaries and Bible schools. How can they preach unless they be sent? Keep going to the next verse, verse 15. Or I'm sorry, verse, yeah. How shall they preach except they be sent? So that tells me that the Holy Spirit, who's my guide to guide me into all the truth, 
is going to send people that will proclaim so that I can, what? So that I can hear, so that then I could what? Believe, so that then I could act on it. So I'm, I got to tell you, get in a place where you're not hearing right. You're probably in a place where whoever sent is not, whoever, whoever, whoever's preaching is not preaching the right thing. So I'm telling you, let me say this correctly, the Holy Spirit will make sure that somebody is sent to you, whether it's at church, this will be the foundation, whether it's on TV, whether it's other meetings that you go to, whether it's a CD somebody hands you, whether it's a person that you know, that the Holy Spirit will send somebody to proclaim truth to you so that you can hear it, believe it, and speak it, and act on it. It's the way it works. So he is always trying to get you in the right place. That's why in Psalm 1-1 he says, listen, don't walk, stand, or sit in certain places. It's impossible for you to prosper if you are walking, standing, or sitting around the wrong people. Think of it this way. In the tabernacle, right, in the Old Testament, you had an outer court, you had an inner court, you had a holy of holies. A lot of Christians are inviting outer court people into their holy of holies. They, they live with people. They, they, their best friends are people that don't know God. God says, and when he says something, it's impossible for it to not come to pass, right? He says it's impossible for you to be blessed. That means empowered by me to prosper. So we got to watch. In other words, the environment that you put yourself in is very important. You want to make sure that where you're at is where the Holy Spirit wants you. Have you ever noticed? Because the Holy Spirit, I mean, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Have you ever noticed when you get around people that don't know God, but the Lord is leading you, it's the easiest thing in the world to talk right. It's the easiest thing in the world to be in the right place. But, but decide to get off the wrong off-ramp. And now all of a sudden, you're hanging out in the wrong places. And listen, here's the thing. You could be hanging out in the wrong places in your own living room. Right? Smart TVs, YouTube, Facebook. There's some great things on them, and there's some death on them. And there's a bunch of idle stuff on it. Got to be careful. How do, I, how do I watch what I say? Because life and death, I don't want to hand myself death. Can you imagine? This is what Christians are doing. Oh, let me, yeah, I, you know, I feel like taking this arsenic. And then they take it. And then they sit there and go, you know, I'm mad at God because everything's a mess and I'm dying. And, and why did God, why did you do this to me? No, no, no. You, you did it. Don't tell me that. They'll get mad. Right? 
So we got to be careful. God will put you in the right environment. I didn't plan on getting off on all that. So then, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So real quick, just kind of in closing, I want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I just want to look at one verse of scripture here. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 13. It says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. This is just another way of saying Romans 10. Right? I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We believe, we also believe, and therefore speak. You're always going to speak what you believe. So if you believe you're worthless, you're going to speak it. If you believe you can't, that's what you're going to speak. So why don't we just put a watch over our mouth and speak life? Speak God's word. Right? Let's do that just for a moment. Repeat this after me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Therefore, there's nothing that I can't do. I am more than a conqueror through Christ. Isn't that good? I'm going to live long on the earth. And declare the works of the Lord. Isn't that good? Here's a good one. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. Therefore, I do not lack. I'll never decrease and I'll never diminish. Here's another one. My Father always causes me to triumph. Isn't that good news? What about this one if you're wondering about God? My father, his answer to prayer is always yes. As a matter of fact, if I ask anything according to his will, he hears me. And if I know he hears me, then I know that I know that I know that I have what I've asked him for. Why? Because all the promises of God are in Christ, yes, and so be it unto me.